You're listening to the private podcast for The Matrix with Amber Smith. Welcome to Make It Rain Day 3. So the way that I think about what we're going to talk about today, and there's a reason that I didn't teach it at the beginning, because the foundational beliefs about money influence how we feel about selling. And so I got a new one-on-one client last week. Awesome, Oppen. Congratulations. And so I started with beliefs about money and how to like really train your subconscious mind to see abundance and to see possibilities and to see things differently than we have before. And so today I'm going to teach you this sequence about selling and you can use it for anything that you want. I like to use it for group programs, but you can use it for one-on-one. And the idea is combining what we've already talked about with money and our beliefs about making money that we identify as a rainmaker, that we see possibilities and potentialities where we used to not, where we trust money and we trust other people with money. And that's kind of the point of the daily questions is to really challenge what you believe about money and people who are going to pay you, right? Like the money that you want exists in someone else's bank account, right? And so I think this combination, now that we've kind of got your mind open to different beliefs about money, and I'm going to teach you this sequence of sales, I think the combination can be really powerful. Oh, I just saw another chat. Jane said I had five sales calls booked last week while on vacation. Definitely finding evidence that doesn't have to be hard to make more money. It's so good. I made money while having COVID. You had COVID, Ashley. I'm so sorry. These are such good celebrations, right? Like really seeing that money can come in no matter what's going on is a really powerful belief as entrepreneurs. And one of my favorite things to think is like, if I can learn to make money when things are hard, when I'm sick, when things aren't going great at home, when I have a lot going on or whatever, it's like I can make money at any time. And so I love these celebrations. So good. The sequence I'm going to teach, I've taught it before. So it's not this brand new thing. I use this sequence in my own business. And you're going to start to identify, if you follow me in my marketing, my phases, this sequence that I do that creates hype around what you're doing. Jane, we also have a surprise check. Oh, I love surprise checks. That's so fun. Money comes from places known and unknown. So good. So this sequence is like the foundation really is your beliefs about money, right? If you believe money is hard to make or that you have to work super hard, you're not going to want to do this sequence. You're actually going to think it's not going to work. And so one of my favorite definitions of faith is believing through the 12th hour. And this idea of like, if you have a launch, if you have something that you want to fill, if you have an amount of money that you want to make, in fact, I'm going to really tie this together for you guys today. I had you pick an amount of money you want to make this month because I think the point is to stretch us, right? And it's easy to be, what day is it? March 20th. Depending on where you're at, it could be totally easy and seem logical for you to be like, it's not going to happen. Like, this isn't going to happen. Like, I'm not halfway through my goal even. I'm not even a third of my way to the goal. Like, it's too impossible. And what I want to argue for is like having faith in that idea you had at the beginning of the month is still possible. We still have, what, 10, 11 days. And I want you to really expand what you think is possible. I love you guys celebrating because I think a lot of this is like there was a time in your life that that would feel impossible, right? Having COVID and making money, having five sales calls booked on vacation, like these kinds of things are evidence that when you change your thoughts, when you change what you expect, we get new results. Sales is no different. And so I'm going to teach you this sequence, but I want to just first share this sales sequence that I'm going to teach Like, came from a lot of mistakes. A lot of launches that like I got very little interest, very little signups. And over time, I learned like it's not just enough to have an awesome offer. Like, I think that's part of it. It's not just enough to believe that money's coming. It's also taking action in full belief that people want what we have to offer. And so I want to put it into the context for you because this isn't just like a nice idea. Like anything, 
the power is when we apply it and when we actually live it. And so I hope something sparks in you today that you can apply because I'm always in one of these phases. I'm always in part of the sequence because this never stops. And so with that, I'm going to teach you the reigning sequence and I'm actually going to like write it so that you guys can see it. And I want you just to think through how you can apply it. So the R is to reveal something that is coming. I like to do this when I like first have an idea. Maybe it's like an idea for a masterclass. Like I have a masterclass coming next week. Some of you guys are signed up, which I'm super excited you're coming. And the first thing that I did is I told people that something is coming. I didn't tell them what. I didn't tell them when. I didn't tell them that it was a masterclass. <laughs> I didn't tell them anything because I think this is built on curiosity. And one of the things that I want you to think through, this changed how I saw my audience, is relationships are built on curiosity. Think about a relationship with your significant other, right? Like if my husband came home and I wasn't curious about his day, I wasn't curious about how he was feeling or what he was thinking or what was wrong or what was good. Do we have a relationship? When I see a person on the street, maybe I'm curious for a second, but it's like the continuation of curiosity that build the relationship. If my audience is not curious about what I do, they're not going to buy from me. They're not going to be very interested in my content. They're not going to be interested in my offers. And so part of our work is to create and cultivate curiosity around what you're doing. And so the point of this is to be like, hey, I care about you. I want you to care about me. Something is coming. Like I'm working on something for you. And this isn't like false. Like you don't want to like fake this. This is like when you really, maybe you were on a training or you were journaling or you're in the shower or something and you had this idea. That's what the first I like to say, oh my gosh, something is coming. Or I can't wait to share what I've been working on. We see this in our industry a lot. Hopefully you're using it. So you want to build that curiosity. Like I said, this isn't where you share what it is. This is just something is coming. I can't wait to reveal it. You can do this for a consult call. You can do this for one-on-one coaching. You can also do it for group programs. You can do it for free masterclasses. You could do it for a podcast that you're going to create. It doesn't really matter what it is. You're just getting them inspired and excited and curious about what you're doing. So then after a certain amount of time, and it depends on what you're launching. So if you have specific questions, go ahead and ask them in the chat and I can address it. You want to announce what it actually is. You're going to keep saying something is coming. Can't wait to share. Maybe now you know what it is. And so you're going to say on Tuesday, I'm going to tell you what's coming. And I'm so excited. This is where you like share the details. So maybe it's like there's a masterclass. Maybe it's the branding. Maybe it's the details of the offer. I like to share basically the bare bones of the offer. So it's a masterclass. It's five days it's free. It's a group program. It's $5,000 and there's 10 people. Whatever your offer is, you're sharing the details here. Because hopefully if you've done your job right, people are like, oh, like she has something coming so that when you announce it, it does not fall on deaf ears. I also want to make the distinction. This is not me selling it. This is me sharing it. So it's not like you should join. I like to say this is what it is. I think it feels a lot safer for people to be like, oh, like she told me something's coming. This is what it is. She's not pressuring me to buy. She's not hoping that I pay her money. She's just sharing because we have a relationship which goes two ways that I'm interested in you and you're interested in me. This is what I have going on. Then we build the intrigue. And I like to think about this like another word that you might use is like hype. I'm so excited. These are the things that I've been working on. These are the things that I think you're going to get out of this program. And so this combination, they know something's coming. You shared what it is. The intrigue is where I start to share more details. This is also where I like to add value that's related to the offer. So if you have a free masterclass about relationships, you're going to start adding content and maybe a podcast episode or Instagram stories or emails. However, you're marketing, you're going to add value that's related to what's coming. 
You're not going to give away the farm, but you are adding value. You're not teaching what you're going to teach in the program, but you're like, I like to think about it is if I'm adding intrigue, it's like the trailer, right? And I think using movies as an example is very powerful here. So like if you think about Avatar 2, I really liked Avatar 2. So that's the example I'm going to use, right? The first thing that they did was like you started seeing buzz that it was coming. That was the first thing. Maybe short clips or it was like maybe it was like a short two minute trailer. And then they started saying when it was coming. You couldn't buy tickets yet, but it is coming on this day. And they showed a different trailer or a different scene. And it was like, ooh, like this is intriguing. I don't even know what this is about, but I'm excited. You see new characters. You see it's in a different place, right? So this is like where we hook people in and we want people to come. And so you're still talking about what you're not going into detail about everything that you're going to share necessarily because you want them to come, but you're getting them excited. You're sharing enough that they're like, I want to be there. And I think that if you've ever had a launch fall flat, you probably didn't do enough of this. So this is like an accordion. This is how I want you to think about it. You can stretch it out. The bigger, the more expensive, like what you're selling is, the more you're going to want to give yourself time to build this hype. So this is not a get rich quick thing. This is a relationship thing where people are excited about what you have and then you build the hype, the intrigue, and then you get to share. And we're going to go through the rest of the sequence. I will say if it's something smaller or maybe it's like limited amounts, like say you have a new free consult call that you're going to use the reigning sequence to sell, make it available for five people. You don't need that much time. You could probably do this within a week. Monday, you're saying something is coming. Tuesday night, you're sharing the details of what it is. And then you open the doors and say you can book a call. And then you're adding value and reminding people like you can join. You could get five consults booked by the end of the week if you did this right. Now, I think if you have like a more expensive or a longer form offer, I think this works better when you give yourself a lot of time. When I first launched my original signature program, Pro Coach, some of you guys watched me do this. I was in this reveal something's coming, announcing and building hype. So I'd like give behind the scenes. I would show what I was working on. I would say I recorded three new modules or whatever. And I did that for like four months. And it was a huge launch for me. It was still the biggest launch I've ever had because I had built so much curiosity, so much hype around what I was doing that people were like literally on their computers ready to be the first ones that bought the morning it opened. And so I think if you have a bigger program, it's better to expand your time horizon. Not a rule, just an observation. (laughs) The bigger the thing you have to sell, the more time you want to give to build up the hype. Avin, what about something I launch every two months? Yes. So Avin, this is what I would do. Actually, let me finish the sequence and I'm going to give you an example because I think that this is really relevant. So I'm going to pin in that question because after the sequence, I'm going to show you what I would do for your two-month sequence. You want a very clear, like, it's time to enroll. You can lace this in. So like what I like to do is when I announce it, I don't necessarily sell it, but the link is available because the people who are most curious are going to go looking for the link or they're going to click on the link to see what it is. So it's like, I just did this with the revamp, right? I shared the details of the revamp. I put the link, people registered. I didn't like say, this is why you should register. This is what you're going to get. It's like, this is what it is. And then link and people joined. Then I built the hype. I like to say, join now, register now, enroll now. You're invited in, whatever. Because people need to know what to do. This is where we give like calls to action. We want people to join. The next thing that we're going to do is increase the frequency and intensity of our selling. So this looks like lots of calls to action. You think you're boring people or that people are tired of seeing your offer and there's still people who don't even know what it is. I'm shocked at the truth of this still sometimes. I'm like, you don't know what the matrix is? I feel like I talk about it all the time. I feel like it's in every outro of my podcast because it is, right? And still people don't know what it is. 
And so I think if you feel intimidated by how much you're selling, it's okay. I think the secret is to make this about service. So we are increasing the frequency and the intensity because of the power that you have in your offers, right? The life-changing frameworks, ideas, the things that they're going to get out, like we need to have them in there. When we make it about service, it also feels good. When I know I need to increase my frequency and intensity of selling, my program brain that I don't like, right, is going to be like, no one cares. <laughs> no one wants to hear what you have to say, right? And if you believe it, you will stop selling. You won't increase your frequency. You won't in increase your intensity. In fact, when I'm teaching people about email marketing, sometimes it's like the opening day and the final day of a launch, I recommend like three emails. And people, that's so much. This is believing that there's people on the fence. This is believing in people and their power and they need invitations, especially in the beginning when you're developing this relationship with your audience. It's like, I believe in this so much. I'm willing to keep showing up for you until you see that this is for you. And some people will still say no, and that's okay. We're not thinking about them. We're thinking about the people on the fence who are like, is this for me? And sometimes it's honestly just a reminder, right? Like I like to imagine my clients scrolling sometimes when they're like at the line in the grocery store or like when their kids are playing and the kid comes up and interrupts them and then all of a sudden they miss my call to action and they didn't see it. I have to show up for them again. So like this is where we show up every day, making powerful calls to action about the offer. So that could be a couple days. That could be a couple weeks. If it's really intense, I don't recommend a couple weeks. I recommend a couple days. Where like the beginning, it's mostly letting people know what it is. And then towards the end, the frequency and the intensity gets obviously increased. But this can be very taxing if you do it so intense, so frequent for a long period of time. So I recommend just a few days of that kind of frequency and intensity. So then the thing that you're sharing is that now it's starting or it's closing, depending on how you're launching. So I'm going to give you an example. If you have a group program that is literally like we start on Monday and there are five spots or there are 10 spots and I have one spot left, right? You're going to let people know there is only one spot left if you want it. Opposite of that is let's say you have something that has no cap, but you literally start, maybe it's like your first call or your first Zoom meeting. You need to let them know this is why. This is why you need to join. I think the problem with marketing, this is how I feel about like ethical marketing, is you see people do this. It's like, I don't necessarily agree with the marketing. It's like, okay, like doors are closing forever. So get in now. I don't know when I'm going to open it again. That's not necessarily true. So I think the thing that's going to feel good is make it true. Don't use scarcity and urgency if it's not true because it won't feel good. It won't feel aligned to you. I know for me, if it's not true, I don't use it as a reason to join. Now, I like things to use a masterclass as an example, just because it's fresh on my mind. Like there is a day that it starts and there is a day that it will end. And so I want to get people in so they can experience the full week with me. And if they don't, I'm going to feel sad about that. So I really want them to get in when it's actually starting. I think when we try to create a false sense of urgency or scarcity because we know it gets people to join, it just doesn't feel good. And so think through what is true about your offer. Maybe it's the number of people in your group. Maybe it's an actual starting time that you need to let them know. This is like at the end of the launch. This is when we're wrapping things up. This is when maybe it's Saturday night and we start on Monday or maybe there's only one spot left or whatever it is like you want to let them know. And then we go into gratitude. So I like to send out like a gratitude note to people who participated in a launch or open my emails, even if they didn't join, just letting them know like I'm grateful. The other thing, this is like an external thing and an internal thing. So I like to say thank you for reading my emails. Thank you for listening to me on my podcast. Thank you for following me on social media. Like, I really appreciate the attention that you give. I know it's valuable. The other thing I like to do is like practice gratitude for myself, that like we can feel grateful for our effort separate from the results that we get. 
especially if you're getting used to launching and like this is something new for you. I think it's really important to anchor in like gratitude that you even get to do this. Gratitude that people even open your emails, right? Because it can be easy to go down this like rabbit hole of like nothing's working. I messed up. And so I really like to close my launches or close sales with gratitude. Okay, so Aben, I was going to come back to your question about the every two months. So you might not say something is coming. You might say mastermind enrollment is opening in eight weeks. And you might have this timer that you share. And I would put here for you like a lower frequency and intensity. So you're not going to be like, my mastermind is coming, but you can't join for two months. I would like refer to it maybe in post. You're like, And don't forget, like, you know, my mastermind enrollment opens in four weeks or whatever. And you might have a countdown that you share occasionally. And then it's like when you get closer to when you actually want people to join, you might share the details of like the day it's going to be open. Tuesday, April 10th. I just made that up. I don't even know if that's actually a date. It's opening. So pay attention. Like, I want you to get first dibs or whatever. And then the hype is like sharing because you actually are meeting with your mastermind like you should be showing the behind the scenes of your mastermind like finish my call today we talked about money mindset i'm so grateful for the ladies in my mastermind like this is part of the hype and then maybe you have them join a wait list or you share the countdown timer for example of like this is when it opens again i want you to join us but it's not super frequent and intense maybe the two weeks or the week before that's when you up the frequency and the intensity like the mastermind is opening on tuesday don't miss it because I only have, I don't know if this is true, actually, if there's only five spots available or if it's uncapped, but why they should be excited, why they should be paying attention and getting excited about it opening. Does that make sense? When it actually is open. And then after it's closed, gratitude. And it's funny, one of the things that I've learned is the best time to create a waitlist is actually when things close. So like if you're not accepting people into the mastermind anymore, say get on the waitlist for the next time it opens because a lot of people who want to join and don't, it's not a never. They're like, it wasn't this time. Can you let me know when it opens again? And you're like, absolutely, get on the wait list, right? Like, and you give them another place to get information and to kind of give you a soft yes. Like, I'm interested in this. It wasn't time this time, but I'm interested in the future. And so that might be something you do as well. So I think every two months, it's like you are working this sequence, but you don't need to say something is coming. They know what it is. So you want to say the mastermind is coming or enrollment time is coming. Yes, it opens next Wednesday. Okay, so then you have other offers going on right now too. We can talk about it a little bit more. But one of the things that you might start moving into is if it opens next Wednesday, it's like a week away. Like you're really into like intrigue. So it opens next Wednesday. So you're like in the intrigue hype phase. Like you might share what you've been talking about with your mastermind, the things that you're excited about, anything that you send them when you're working on the launch. Like that's what I like to give people behind the scenes. Like is there a workbook or is there a video that you send people? Maybe it's an email that you're writing and you can like put like a little video on your Instagram stories. That you're like, we're still on my email that goes out next Wednesday because enrollment's opening for my mastermind. Just giving people to be a part of the experience. The other example that I have, I'm going to Taylor Swift this weekend. And that's why I've been watching her get ready for her concerts. And she does the same thing, right? Like she gives people hints that like the concert was coming, the Aeros tour or whatever. And then she said, this is what it is. It's the Aeros tour. This is the date that you can join. There's so much hype. You don't know what crazy, right? Like we see it working. And when it's coming from a place of like truly loving your people, they are equally excited about what you have. They're not feeling like you're annoying them. They're not feeling like you're overwhelming them or like it's annoying. Like there's people that are genuinely excited about what you have to offer. Like even my private clients, are, I can't wait to come to your masterclass. I'm so excited. That's good news. There's also people who have never paid you 
who are very excited when you have something new to offer because they love you. Saturday, me too. I'm going on Saturday, Sarah. It is so fun. So fun. And so I like to look at like other people who sell things really well. And I'm like, what works for them? And this is why this sequence for me has worked because it's like the natural progression of a relationship. They're interested in what you're doing. I like to imagine people like waking up and like literally typing my name in the search bar and looking to see if I shared more information about the thing that I said was coming. And it's funny, I get people who message me like, did you share something about this thing that's coming? And you'll start to get people who are really interested and it comes from your beliefs about them, which is why we started with your beliefs about money and your beliefs about people. We can even kind of go back to like pro coach, right? Like speaking our clients into existence. It's like people are excited and expanded by my offers. People are curious about what I have. And when you really believe that, it's like the way you show up is almost like you're on stage with a microphone. I'm here. I'm here to tell you what it is. Like you've been waiting. Here it is. And I think it's hard to fake this. And I think it's also practice. So even if you don't feel it where you're like, people are literally waiting for me to tell them that's okay. Start trying this type of sequence. What I love about this is, let's say, even if you're already kind of like past these first few phases, maybe people know it's coming. If I had to pick one thing for all of you guys to focus on, it is like the hype and intrigue that people like you assume and believe people are interested in you and what you have. Because I think it's really easy to be like, no one cares. And the reason that I've learned this the hard way is like my default programming is that no one cares about what I do, that I'm not that interesting that I'm bland or uninteresting to people. And what's interesting is like that plays out in my sales because what will happen is it feels like, oh, I'm just tired or oh, I'm busy. People don't really care. Like I'll do it tomorrow or I'll share something later or whatever. And that thought does not serve to create like a booked out launch, right? And so we really want to build the intrigue and part of intrigue is serving. It's not that you're not adding value. It's not that you're only selling to make money and to like grow your business. It's like, I have something that can change your life and it's interesting to you. Bonnie, you're so incredibly interesting. Thank you, Bonnie. It's a belief that I work on, <laughs> especially for women. I think we have this idea like when we start selling a lot, we're going to annoy people or people tune out or whatever. Some people will. Engagement usually goes down in this phase where you're increasing the frequency and intensity of selling. But I will say, if you're not worried about engagement or like how many likes you get or how many email open rate, whatever, if you're really focused on the right number, which is how many people are joining, how many people are saying yes to the results that they want by joining your program. Like those are the numbers that we're going to start paying attention to because it's very normal for you to start talking about your offer and sales stuff, right? This type of offer is open, like come join, all that kind of stuff. Your engagement's going to go down because there's going to be people that are like, I'm not interested right now. And so I'm only interested in a free relationship with you, which is fine. You will return back to that, right? Where you're marketing and adding value and building the relationship after you're out of this sequence. Then you're going to go back to regular schedule programming. <laughs> That's how I like to think about it. So this is something that I've learned, even if you have something that's evergreen. So I'm going to give you an example. The matrix is evergreen. Like it's always open. People can join any time. But I create hype and intrigue around different types of offers. And that's what I've learned. This still applies. Like I still think about this, even though I have an offer that's always open. So you see people add bonuses, like people who have evergreen programs still apply principles of this because we want people to be excited about joining. And that's what we're trying to create a reason for them to be excited about joining now. Bonuses, new content, something fresh, a new offer that's free or paid doesn't really matter. But something that's intriguing to them is what we're trying to create. 
I would love to talk about any questions that you have. If not, I have more nuance I can add. But does anyone have a question about something that I shared from the reigning sequence? I do. I guess it's not a question, but just like definitely applicational for me. I'm basically launching my new group program today. So I'm doing a masterclass this evening. And at the end of my masterclass, my call to action is going to be to join the group. And so I can see a couple of things. Like I definitely believe that people want to know what I have to say. They're interested. Like I definitely believe that. I can see like in hindsight, I could have done a better job of creating intrigue ahead of time in terms of like something's coming. And so I kind of feel like um, maybe I kind of missed the boat on that, although there's still a couple of reminder emails going out today. So I could just add a little PS in that and do something on my social for an announcement. So, you know, it's not like black and white. So I think the biggest thing that I'm like watching myself, questioning myself about, honestly, is my pricing on it. And so the number that I came up with for my pricing literally is like no brainer price. Like I feel like it's no brainer price, zero problem selling it. But I also feel like it's a price at which I probably would increase it before too long. So I'm kind of in this like, do I just keep it at the no brainer price? So I'm like fully confident in it, just kind of getting the like first group, like just getting it all going and running and then kind of get it to then the place where like it's for sure not a resentment price at all, but it feels like a no-brainer price to me. And is there something wrong with it being a no-brainer? No, I think the place where my brain goes is like, ooh, well, if I'm going to make it rain and I want to, you know, make this money this month, then an opportunity to make even more money is if I raise the price. I think there's a little bit of that going on. Do you like that reason for raising your price? It's a great question. And it's a question I ask my clients all the time. I don't love that reason. No. And my initial reason for my price was really more just like intuitive. Here's what feels like a good place to start. So I think probably just staying with my intuition and raising my price does not mean I can't hit that number. Yes. I can still hit that number with a different price. I think that it's like that balance of like, does the math make sense, right? Because like I remember I coached someone, this was a couple of years ago, and she wanted to do like a $29 membership, but she had an audience of like 800 people on her social media and an email list of like 50 people because she had just started her email list and she wanted to build like a million dollar business. And I'm like, this math. And she's like, well, I'm committed. Like, I'll just keep showing up and my audience will grow. And I'm like, okay, are you willing to do it for like a long time? Like the math has to make sense, right? And when we started doing the math and she's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, she could see it. And so I think it's wise that you're like, does this price help me hit? Is this like hinging? Is my goal hinging on this one offer? Can I make it other ways? Like kind of exploring that belief plus math. The math still has to be there. But I think you have other offers. You have different ways of creating the money. Including checks in the mail. <laughs> no, no. If I put that, well, that's not. But it's my husband's found money, but it was still fun. <laughs> it doesn't count towards my goal, but right. it was fun. Fun money. So, okay. I just need to, and I don't need to. I am choosing to just trust my intuition. Go with that. Know that I can always raise my prices later. Like, I think really proving out just the concept and the process and all of that is there's plenty for me to work on and figure out and all of that so yeah and I think even just that consciousness of like how can I make this intriguing for them you might not even change your email sequence but I think bringing it to the master class might be interesting just like this is interesting and appealing to people and then also you have this awareness of like a future launch you know you can always put it in right. your back for later 
I mean, what I can also see is that I'm actually already creating intrigue by the topic of the masterclass. Like the topic of the masterclass is intriguing and bringing people in. I mean, I also came back from vacation with like 30 more people on my email list, which was fabulous. And a lot of those were actually signups for the masterclass. So I think the topic itself is intriguing. So then I think for me, what I'm really thinking about is just making sure that I tie in the teaching of the masterclass into here's how we're going to do all that is through, you know, this group. The answer is you creating all of these things and then how we're going to do that is, you know, in the group. So I feel pretty good about that. All of the content kind of leading up to the masterclass, I've already been doing that. So I think it's creating the intrigue. It's like also recognizing how you've already kind of built this into the launch you already did. I I think that's like a really underrated way to pipe is like the name of something. The name of the masterclass can build intrigue. Like, what is she going to teach? What does that mean? I don't know. What's the name of your mouth? I don't even know. So the masterclass is called the intersection of binge eating and weight loss. What is the intersection? You know, like, I don't know. I want to know. What does that mean? I think you've already seen the principles that you've already done. So then pocket next time, maybe it's more conscious or you lace it in, you know, the intrigue more. But I think I'm excited for you. So let me know how it goes. And I'll look on slot too. I just look before a call. So Ashley, I haven't been selling the hormone jumpstart because I've been so sick. I'm so sorry. But I have told a couple people about it and mentioned it in my stories once. So do you recommend that I do the rain sequence for that? Welcome. I don't know if you're like sick in bed watching. No, <laughs> no I'm like, I'm feeling like, like yesterday was my first day that I'm like, hey, I think I'm on the men. So yeah, I'm here. Okay. So has anyone responded about it, asked you about it from the stories? No. Okay. So then I would do the reigning sequence. Because if no one's like said, I want it, I guess you already shared the name, right? Yes. You just went through the announcement. So now it's like, how do you build the intrigue? Almost like it's not available. It is, but like treating it like you're intriguing them. And there will be spots opening soon. It's called the Hormone Jumpstart. And you can be like, maybe you take a picture of something that you're doing and you're like, I'm so excited. Like, do they get something with the call or is it just a call with you? No. So, I mean, they get the plan. Like, they get a, what like is a that personalized like? plan. Yeah. We talk about, like, what they can start working on right now that feels good for them. It's not going to be me like, okay, this is what you need to do. Like, I don't want it to be very, like designed together so they'll walk away with an actionable plan that they can start implementing right away so that they can start experiencing results right away as far as like something like they don't get boxer they don't get like access to my programs or anything yeah. like that are you going to email them the plan or is it just something you discuss no i didn't think about that but i would be willing to do that yeah, I think it might make it just another yeah. intriguing thing. And so anyway, what I'm thinking about, like the height, you could be like, take a screenshot of your calendar. You're like, I'm opening spots up for the Hormone Jumpstart. I can't wait to see who joins. That's what I mean by hype, where it's not like buy this program. It's like this program is happening. Are you interested in it? I'm working on the workbook that my clients walk away with with their personalized plan after the Hormone Jumpstart, where it's like I'm refreshing on this book because I'm so excited about this hormone jumps, like something where it's not directly selling it, but it's intrigue. Because what I found is like it's way safer for people to be curious if you're not hardcore selling yet. I wonder mm-hmm. if we just need to expand this phase before you're like, I have five spots available this month because that might be true for you. I don't know if you have a number, but I think letting people know how many you could actually take might be an interesting way to announce that the spots are open. Do you have a number by chance? I haven't even thought of that. I haven't thought about much lately, actually. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Like, 
a year ago, six months ago, I did like a thing, a free call called level 10 opportunity calls. So like people would jump on. I help coaches basically evaluate like if you identify as like a powerful coach, is the offer you have a level 10 opportunity? And I really did only have, I can't remember how many spots now, but I did only have like a certain number of spots in my calendar. And so I let people know that because if you think through, actually, you do have a limited number that's available, yeah. right? And so maybe you're opening six spots. And so when you say, join the Hormone Jumpstart, I have six available this month. I will add more next month. But for the month of March or for the week of March, whatever you're going to say, like I have six hour long calls available. You're going to walk away with the, 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 we worked on the copy, which is awesome. Like, I think that it's a really good offer. And then giving them that reason to be interested and to move, I think is like the missing piece, right? Like the six spots available. And then maybe you have this like five spots available as people join, four spots available as people join. Isn't there okay. that frequency and intensity? So I was thinking about doing like a whole podcast episode about it. Like what would a hormone jumpstart be like? But I guess that I would release that after I've already gone through this whole sequence, right? Yeah. Well, it's going to be an offer that you kind of have, right? So I really like the idea of a podcast episode too, because then you could link that when you do have spots available, you could be like, are you curious about a jumpstart call? Listen to this episode, this short 15 minute episode and see if it's for you. And then because like I think that that is a really powerful thing that people can be like, what is it? And then they listen to it. Like, I love it. And you made it six months ago and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. But I really do like the idea of you opening spots every month, because I think for one on one calls, building that reason to buy, especially if you actually want people to buy. Right. Like, why now? That's what you have to think through. And so giving people why now, you know, I have six spots available for the month of April book now and then pairing that with why they like what's going on in their world, you know, their symptoms, how they're feeling and that there's a solution available like that combination creates the perfect selling opportunity. OK, yeah, that sounds good. I've got a couple other things. Well, I've got one other thing. The Dating Divas, I don't know if you're familiar with them. They reached out to me. They are like a marriage and intimacy type group that like sends out information on like how to keep the spark alive with your partner. And they reached out to me and they do like an annual marriage summit that's virtual. And they were like, would you be willing to create like a course for that? So I'm going to be doing that. And then like I sell it and then I get part of the commission from whoever buys it with my code, right? And so I have that coming up. It's actually due next week. I was thinking when you were going through this, like maybe that's something that, thanks Sarah, that I should put through this sequence as well, like getting people excited about it for that. Because it's all different kinds of people that are going to be presenting at that. It's not just me. So it's not that maybe I, I should put this. My personal opinion is that this is something I do for every offer, especially if it's new, because I think that curiosity, like that relationship, like the obvious example that I like to think through, this is like what I would not want to do. It's like if I invented this $10,000 thing today and I was like, OK, I have this new thing and I did this whole sequence today. I revealed that something is coming and then I said it's this $10,000 VIP day and this is what we're going to do. It's open for three people and I'm selling it all day long. And then I'm like, OK, this offer is disappearing tonight. Would it work? Maybe. We see people who like can do this. I just got an email from Brandon Burchard yesterday, I think, about a mastermind that he's doing and it's in person. And I bet he's selling it. He's very different than me. He has a different mm -hmm. audience and a different authority than me. And so I think for me, knowing where we're all at in business is really important. Right. And we're building up our reputation 
And I think that this is how we build that curiosity and get aligned clients to say yes. And so I personally try to think through this like an accordion with every offer that I do. Do you have like multiple offers at the same time that you're doing? Yeah, I'm doing that right now. So I have the revamp, which is free. And then I have spots open for the Miracle Mind. So it's interesting because I'm mostly pushing the revamp with a little bit of Miracle Mind because the spots are so limited. I want way more people in the revamp. I have three spots left in the Miracle Mind. So it's like I'm prioritizing the revamp, trusting that the spots will take care of themselves. And so I think if you're going to offer things at the same time, I don't love having things at the same time. And the reason I even have it right now is because of just scheduling problems with some of my stuff. I think you can, though. So like for your example, like the Hormone Jumpstart and your 101. Is that well, I'm thinking of like the Hormone Jumpstart and this Dating Divas seminar. When is the seminar? So it starts selling in May, but I have to have it turned in by next week. So like I get announced it this week that something exciting is coming and working on something really fun and exciting for you. Mm-hmm. But then where does the Hormone Jumpstart like fall? Well, let's start at the level of belief, right? I believe that my clients are geniuses and they can handle me selling multiple things at the same time. Your clients understand the difference between the two. What you don't want to do is put them like on the same page. You know what I mean? So it's like when you're talking about the diva thing, you're talking about the diva thing. And when you're talking about the hormone jumpstart, do that. One of the things that I learned, I really like to use emojis with my offer, if that makes sense. So like I did like a UFO offer. I don't know. Oh, you joined the UFO. You know this. I sure did. Yes. Like I did a little alien. And I did it like I would hide things and put the little alien. It like created hype around this thing. And like when they saw the alien, they knew I was working on the secret UFO project, right? You might do that with the diva where it's this like secret project. Can't wait to share more details. And it's like dating. The kissing emojis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're like, can't wait to share more. So what you're doing is basically running two sequences at the same time. So like you're in this phase for the diva thing, but you're talking it this way for the jumpstart. And I think you could do that really well. Is that okay? Sounds doable. Makes sense. Yeah. I would still build a little bit of hype around the jumpstart just because you got sick and it's almost like you posted. It's almost like it didn't even exist, right? Like, I'm like, did that even happen? I don't even know. That's okay. So that's okay. Some people are going to be like, I think I saw this and that's fine. If it was me, I would even just start over with the reigning sequence for the jumpstart. Okay. I would rather do that too. So, and then you lace in the diva thing. So any other questions about the reigning sequence? Sarah. Hi, this is so helpful. And I'm realizing I've never done the first three steps. (laughs) I've been there. I feel your pain. So now I'm thinking, okay, because originally, like a couple of months ago, I was going to open up my group coaching program for the end of March. And then the job and the move kind of, I was like, okay, so maybe April. But how long, like I'm filling 10 spots. Yeah. How long do I need? How much time do I need? I'm going to dig a little. Like, is it through email or is it through social media? How do you prime? Well, my email list is like 1,600. And what's your open rate? Like, how many people are actually seeing it? About 25% of that, so 400. And do they click? Like, are they pretty active? They open them, but the click rate is not. Oh, average, just so you know, like, everyone on this call should know. It's like 1% is a good click. Like, 1% to 2% is average. Okay. Yeah, it's even less than that. I'd say it's, well, it just depends. Yeah, it's probably about 1%, between a half and one. Yeah, that's pretty, I think that's pretty average, which is funny because like when I heard that, I was like, what? It made me feel so much better about <laughs> my numbers. Yeah. Okay, so you're getting 400 people opening your emails and you're trying to fill 10 spots. Are you showing them offers right now? And what is happening with that? 
Yes, but probably not enough in the last couple of weeks. Are you doing like a PS? Is it more like, and join this thing? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So what you might do is stop talking about the thing and invent something new and exciting about your program and then do this sequence. Does that make sense? So it could be like a new topic that you're going to teach. It could be that 10 spots are open. Is it like a evergreen? I guess maybe I need more clarity on your offer. Is it like an evergreen? So like- six months. Okay, so it's yeah, like a cohort. Months. So then that would be enough hype that you're starting a new cohort in April. Okay. Could I hype like maybe this is the urgency thing? Like, and if you sign up the first 10 people, which is what I want, they get a free one-on-one call with me or something like that. When I think of hype, early bird pricing is a form of hype. Bonuses are a hype. If you buy on these days, you get a bonus and then it disappears, something like that. If you pay in full, I have a pay in full bonus for the matrix. Other things that build hype is like new content or new format. So it's like in this new group, I'm going to be teaching a framework called this or, you know, a new format, like it's this 10 person cohort. I don't know if that resonates with you, but I think these kinds of things are intriguing to people. Does the bonus resonate like a one-on-one call with you? Yeah, I would love to do that. Like I get to talk to you one-on-one? Okay. And so I would just start from the beginning that like something is coming and that you're really excited and maybe you share behind the scenes of you like anytime that you're writing an email or you're prepping something you're like can't wait it's coming on and doors open on blank day right when you announce and share the details i was originally going to open it with like a webinar yeah i do the entire sequence for just the webinar too yes the webinar is its own offer so if i was originally going to teach the webinar on friday is it just one or is it a series one webinar and then open up the program for a week or whatever. On the webinar, what you might play around with is maybe it's like a special bonus or a special something that only people on the webinar get. So that intriguing to them, like, oh, like, cool. If I join Sarah's program, I get this private call with her. Something like that. So in the past, I've done webinar to consult to program. I'm like, can I skip the consult? Do you love consults? I do. Yeah. What would be the reason that you would get rid of a consult? Just it takes time. And I think I have the belief people won't buy a $6,000 program from a webinar. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like I have to do the consult. And if you believe it, that will be true. I bought a $15,000 program from a Facebook Live. I've done the you same probably thing. Bought, yeah, like the coach that sold the program and me co-created that selling experience because she believed people do buy expensive things from a Facebook Live. And people do. And I have the belief that I'm that kind of client. And so I think if you cleaned up your thoughts and beliefs about these clients, the words that you speak on the webinar will be different. You will see them in their power, able to make a $6,000 decision within an hour. So um, interesting. I thought all the beliefs were about me, but they're about her too. What we believe about other people, we get. And it's not that you don't do consults. Like I still do consults sometimes for the matrix. Some people need a chat. I'm like, okay, I don't advertise that. But if they get a question, they're like, I don't know. Like, can we talk about it? I'm like, yeah, of course. Let's talk about it. Fine. Until that doesn't make sense for my business, like I'm happy to do it. And so you might play around with that. Like if they ask you for a consult, maybe you give it. But maybe you just make the offer available and see if people buy right on the call because you believe in them. One of my favorite lines from one of my coaches, Melanie, she says, money is people and their power. Their ability to make powerful decisions starts with like their decisions and investing in things. And so if you ramped up your belief in people... What would be different about that webinar? Like, I know you love your people, Sarah. Like, just the way you talk about it, like, you love them. Let them feel that from you and make them a powerful offer. Like, see what happens. Worst case scenario, you send out follow-up email sequences inviting them to a consult. 
You might give them both calls to action. If you're ready to join the program, here. If you need to talk about it, book a consult here and give them both links. How does that feel? I feel like excited, but also like I know what to do. It's like a nervous sided slash slightly grounded. That's good though, right? It means you're stretching something new. No, this is really good. Yeah, let me know how it goes. And you also have a question about any of this. One of the things I recommend is that you start tracking launches or sales. So like I have like a launch log where it's like, what went well? What will I do differently? You know, what worked? What did I like? What did other people like? What was too much? Like some of you, I know, Sarah, you were in calibration. I got so much feedback that it was so much. Like it was just like a lot of content. I was like, noted, I will limit how many people join the next Voxer event, right? That went into my launch log. The other thing that I'm going to say is like letting yourself be vulnerable enough to give your all during this. I think that that's a secret weapon because what we end up doing is like we give enough that we are protected if it doesn't work because like I didn't give my all. And I think it's vulnerable to really give your heart and soul into something. But that's actually how you're going to even know if it works or not, right? Is when you push yourself, not like force or overwhelm or like hustle. That's not what I'm talking about. But you really like risk. Like, I'm going to see if this works and I'm going to give my all into this. And then you do this sequence and then you evaluate what worked, what didn't. You will create launches that like, one, feel really good, but also like create the results that you want. If you give 50%, we'll see if this works mentality, like this isn't going to work. Creating hype has to mean that you're believing that you're actually excited and you're vulnerable enough to share like you're behind the scenes. The other thing that I'm going to add, this like nuance, is the way that something is, at least this is how I experience, like the way I formulate a launch and a program in my mind first is the way that it runs. So what I mean by that is like if I take a lot of time, let's say I take a Saturday morning and I'm like, I'm going to spend four hours imagining what this is going to be like, a webinar. Sarah, maybe you'd like spend time thinking about this, just the webinar. And then you'd spend time thinking about what this group is going to be like. And you start to create it in your mind and you're so excited about it. The launch will feel way more natural and intriguing to you because you have the end in mind, right? You see the end product in your mind. You see the 10 women or the 20 women actually in the Zoom room or whatever. And you imagine it. And then the launch just feels like you are in flow because you've already like created it in your mind. And so I think it's worth the time to actually like before you start doing this, or maybe you do it while you're like something is coming and you're just like imagining what it's going to be like. And then you decide to go all in like you can create magic by doing these things. So that's my hope for you is like unleash yourself a little bit. Don't hold back because it's vulnerable. It is vulnerable. It's vulnerable to buy a $6,000 program for your clients, right? Like it's vulnerable to say yes to a coach. It's vulnerable to try something new. And so meet them in your vulnerability and you'll get people willing to be vulnerable and try something new. Any final questions or thoughts about today? I have a question. I have like all of these emails from the last presentation that I did. So they're kind of a warm, well, they are a warm audience to me. They wanted me to email them. So more information about imposter syndrome stuff. So I was wondering what you thought about how much of an email sequence would I need in order to interest them in maybe like a class? Yeah. For their information. So the first thing that I would do is if you remember the reigning sequence, the first thing is like reveal something is coming. So I would email them today and be like, I'm creating a class for imposter syndrome. I just wanted you to know because I'm so excited. I can't wait to share more. This is some of the things that I've been thinking about since my presentation. Stay tuned. More details are coming. That would be step one. I would do that today. As soon as I know something's coming, I want to let them be curious and excited. 
once you know the date and the time, then you would announce it whenever that is. That doesn't have to take time. You could probably figure that out today if you wanted to. And then you schedule the email for later this week. I actually don't think it would take a lot of time. How many people are on this little list? 70. And how many people do you want to come to the class? And is the class free or paid? I'm not sure. That was one of the questions that I asked last time, but I kind of answered that for myself. They're already a warm audience. They've already seen me. They know how I teach and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure if I should say, hey, you know, this is coming. They've already heard from me. So they've already gotten something for free. Do I just jump right in and say, hey, this is the first time I'm doing this. So I'd love for you guys to be my betas and do it for free. Yeah, I'm going to another little section or yeah. just say you don't even have to know that before you send this first email. I do recommend that okay. you send the first email so that they know something is coming. I think things fall flat. If you were to just write an email saying I'm hosting the class, it's $50 and it's on April 20th, you should sign up. They'd be like, hmm, weird. Some people might do it, but it's not going to get the response from this like, I'm doing this thing. I'm really excited. You should be excited too. I don't even know what it is but you're going to like it. And you're like, tomorrow's the day. I'm going to announce what it is tomorrow. And then you're like, it's a class. And then we're going to do all imposter syndrome. I'm so excited. I can't wait to share more details. And then you send another email and you're like, now you can join. That's the reigning sequence, right? Where you're building up the hype over time. And so whatever you choose, whether it's paid or free, I would still send the email today that's saying something is coming. I think you could sell it if you wanted to. I think I could sell it out quick, but they already have asked me. That's basically why they signed up, right? Today, I already sent out like something a little bit more on imposter syndrome. So I'll wait a little bit. And then you should say, I'm working on something for you. I really want you to stay tuned. I'm really excited. Yeah. And that could be even in a PS of your email. You could write an email about imposter syndrome and say, like, PS, something is coming regarding this. Like, keep an eye on your email. That works as well. I could even say, hey, what you asked for is coming, right? Because they're like, you should teach a class. We could, yeah. you know, do a retreat or something like that. And so that was kind of the impetus for everybody coming up and signing this paper. I didn't really know what I was going to do with it. But hey, that's such true entrepreneur fashion. I love it. And now you kind of have an idea. So that's my recommendation is you don't even have to decide what you're offering. Tell them something's coming. And you could even be like, I can't wait. Like I'm working on all the details. Like more details are coming. This is what I know so far. Just get excited. And then once you have it, then you announce it. Got it. Okay. Jane, could you review or email us the questions for a post-launch review? Yes, I totally can. I totally can. I do like a series of actual numbers I got and how many people joined and then more of the how I felt and what went well and things. So I'll do both. Okay. You guys are so awesome. Go make some money. <laughs> See you guys next week. Okay.